0: Today, Monday, April 25th, here on State of the Division AL East. Peter Apple not joining me today. He's out of office, but I'm joined today by Jake Graziano. He's a writer at JustBaseball.com, an avid Yankees fan, but probably the most objective Yankees fan I've ever met in my life. This man will come into the group chat with stats about the Yankees I would have never even thought of, so we're really excited to have him. Today, we're going to be running through our biggest disappointments and our biggest surprises for each team in the ALEs. I'm going to throw it over to Jake to start with the Yankees here. And I'm sure he's got a lot to talk about Garrett Cole shoved today. I would love to hear him talk about that. That might be a surprise or a disappointment. We'll see Jake throwing it over to you. Let's talk Yankees.
1: All right. Thanks for the introduction Colby. Yeah. I mean, the Yankees it's been an interesting season so far. Second in team ERA bullpen has been great. And like you said, Garrett Cole, really struggled the first few starts of the season, but today he was vintage Cole throwing strikes, 66 of his 92 pitches today, went for strikes, which was a great sign after he came into the game with a 14% walk rate. So just seeing that version of Garrett Cole that he can still be that is obviously ideal for the team, but getting into, for me, the biggest surprise of the season so far It's someone who I expected to have a good season after what he did at the end of last year, but not to the extent that we've seen so far, and that's Michael King out of the bullpen. Amazingly, right now, he leads the team in F4. He leads all relievers in baseball in F4 right now. A sub-1 ERA, his fifth is at .28 in 10.2 innings. This is somebody who now, in about 30 innings since being moved to the bullpen full-time last year, King has a 1 8 2 ERA. He's someone who can go multiple innings. He's got four pitches. So, this is someone with starter ability who the Yankees are bringing out as a multi inning weapon from their bullpen. And it just gives them so many options late in games. And really, that's why the Yankees are 10 and 6 right now is because of that bullpen. Yeah,
0: you touch on the multi inning factor. And as starting pitching, starting pitchers go, you know, Less and less into games. They're going, you know, an average five innings per game now. The value that Michael King brings to the Yankees because he can go two or three innings. I mean, last outing went three innings, eight Ks, one hit against. That's absolutely filthy and so valuable. It's almost like Garrett Cole or Garrett Whitlock is doing for the Red Sox, right? That multi inning high leverage role is so popular in baseball right now, and it's absolutely a huge factor. Who is your biggest disappointment or or the biggest disappointment for the Yankees so far this year?
1: I think it's so easy right now to dump on Joey Gallo and I'm not going, I'm, I will say he deserves some of the criticism. Absolutely. But I think flying under the radar a little bit because of how bad Gallo has been. is the fact that Giancarlo Stanton outside of the first two games where he hit a home run in each of those meetings with Boston Stanton since then has been terrible. And Stanton, we all know what a fantastic offensive player he is, but this is part of the Giancarlo Stanton experience is these long slumps where he is completely lost at the plate and unfortunately he's in one right now. So the biggest disappointment for the Yankees to me is the combined lack of production from Gallo and Stanton. Since that third game of this season, they're 17 for 99 with only two extra base hits. These are two of the most Elite power hitters in the sport. And they only have two combined extra base hits in the last 14 games, eight walks, and 40 strikeouts in that time. It's impressive that the Yankees are 10-6 and six despite that. But if they're going to get to where they want to this season, Gallo and Stanton have to be part of it.
0: Absolutely, man. It, it's shocking to look and see Stanton with a 1.6% walk rate. He he basically has no approach up the plate right now and is waving at sliders outside, like we've always seen, but just seems approachless. I think the, the one guy or two guys you didn't touch on in terms of surprises, though, are Jose Trevino and and Isaac, Isaiah Connor Falefa. They've produced well after a slow start, and um, Isaiah Connor Falefa. Fans were ragging on him early, and I'm impressed to see him bounce back, play all right defense so far. We'll see how he improves at shortstop as the season goes along. But his he has a 119 WRC plus right now and is striking out less than 20%. I like what I've seen from him so far. But let's move over to Toronto. They are right now playing in the 10th inning against the Astros. We don't know the final on that, but right now they sit at 10-5, and five, 59 runs scored, 55 runs against for a plus four differential. Jake, who's your biggest surprise for the Blue Jays right now?
1: I think it's a little bit tough to pick a surprise because it feels like everyone who you expect to be great for them has to an extent, except for their biggest disappointment, who we'll get to in a few moments. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has been unbelievable. uh, AL MVP candidate for sure. Five home runs. The Blue Jays are actually tied for the lead in the league with home runs, they have 20 so far, largely thanks to Guerrero. Kevin Gaussman has been outstanding. What he did earlier this week was, it's, it's what you'd expect from him after the season he had for the Giants. So they're kind of being carried by those two. Jordan Romano has been sensational out of the bullpen. I think the biggest surprise for me is maybe Matt Chapman so far. He's been swinging it really well, 130 WRC+. plus. The peripherals aren't great. The batted ball profile isn't. It doesn't suggest that he's going to have this unbelievable season, but his hard hit rate is up. His strikeout rate is down by over six points, so maybe we'll see more of the Matt Chapman of 2018-2019 as opposed to the Matt Chapman of last year. And when you're talking about someone who – provides the defense that he does. If you can get at least a league average or slightly above league average hitter, that's one of the best players in the game.
0: Yeah. Matt Chapman discussed how excited he was coming into this season. Cause he's finally healthy last year. He was battling a hip injury, which you could tell took a lot of the power out of his game. And he was just, again, kind of approachless last season. Now we're finding him a little bit stronger on that front leg, a little bit stronger in the box and the power shining through. He just looks more comfortable, and, and he's getting back to himself at the plate. I think that's a, that's a great selection there, and his defense cannot go unnoticed over there. Who is your biggest disappointment for the Blue Jays this season so far?
1: I think it's obvious Beau Bichette, who really has flat out been terrible so far. 55 WRC plus, that's 154th out of the 182 qualified hitters so far this season. We know that Bo Bichette is someone who likes to attack early and counts. He's a bit of a free swinger. But the 3% walk rate that he has right now it's just not going to get the job done. He's got a sub-600 OPS. He's also, oddly enough, obviously it's a small sample size this early in the year, he's really struggling against fastballs. And that's a pitch that he traditionally crushes. His ground ball rate is up over 12%. This is someone who Toronto is counting on. And one of the best hitters in the sport when he's at his best. But right now, Bo Bichette has been a real disappointment for Toronto.
0: 60 plus plate appearances into the season until he gets his first walk. That doesn't signal, you know, a guy that has a again an approach at the plate, or maybe his approach is just swinging at everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, Bob Bichette coming into the season was talked about as being possibly a top five, a top three shortstop in baseball, and he just has not showed that. I think it almost speaks to how good the Blue Jays are and how deep they are that Bo has been struggling so bad. And yet the Blue Jays are performing so well, right? At some point, Bo will get going. I, I have confidence in him. He's a young hitter and he's a smart hitter. I have confidence that he'll get going. And once he does this, Blue Jays team might be even better than they are. But now we'll bring it over to Tampa Bay, who just took a series from the Red Sox. They're now nine and seven. 71 runs scored 63 runs against plus eight differential to me the the Rays have been playing kind of how we expected them to do this year right their approach from the pitching standpoint is we're going to use a million different pitchers they, they've they used 21 different pitchers so far this year but I'll start with the biggest disappointment and that's Mike Zanino struggling out of his mind coming off of a year where he hit 33 home runs Zeno's hitting just 065 with zero home runs this year. Not known for his hit tool. Okay. He hit 216 last year, but where is the power? Where did the power go? I'm really not sure. Hard hit rate is down 10% from last year. And the Rays are still performing without him. But Zanino is a guy that they need to, to be there for run production in the middle of that Rays lineup. And without him, you know, they could be looking elsewhere. Obviously, they have Francisco Mejia, who has played really, really well this far. 300 ISO for him. He'll probably get more playing time as we go down the line.
1: Yankees fans are fully aware that Mike Zanino has been a bit of a killer of them. It seems like he has a clutch home run against the Yankees almost every time they meet. So it is shocking to see the lack of production from him so far. Maybe he gets it going. But as you said, the Razor team, that has so much depth throughout their entire organization, they're not going to be all that patient with somebody who's struggling to the extent that Zanino is. And maybe we do see a switch in the coming weeks.
0: I think you're absolutely right there. I think Francisco Mejia is just going to continue to get more playing time. I've heard that the Rays love him, and for good reason. I'm going to get to my biggest surprise, though. And I must say it was really hard to find a surprise here with the Stamp Bay Rays team because they have been as advertised. But I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say the biggest surprise this far is Shane McClanahan looking like the ace the Rays needed without Glasnow. I expected him to be good this year. Don't get me wrong. But I did not expect him to have a 2.45 ERA through 22 innings pitch, four starts. He struck out seven or more in all four of those outings. This guy's curveball is out of this world, man. 45% whiff rate, fifth highest in baseball. But then you go to his second and third secondary pitches. Slider has a 48% whiff rate. Changeup has a 57% whiff rate. And the thing that has plagued McClanahan throughout his career is hard contact. He gives up a lot of home runs. His home run for fly ball rate right now is 33%. And so if you're saying that might even come down, that might regress to to a more normal level. We could even be seeing a better Shane McClanahan as the season goes on. This guy is... I'm not ready to say he's an ace you know, in the league yet, but he is definitely a strong number two and, and is definitely this Rays ace. What have you seen from McClanahan that you're excited about this year?
1: I think it was amazing what he did today. He comes out in the first inning and allowed, I think, four hits and two runs to Boston. And you're thinking, man, this might be a short outing for McClanahan. And then what does he do? He retires the next 11 in a row. He ends up going seven innings, doesn't allow another run, allows Tampa to win that ball game. That's someone that they really needed to step up. Glass now is out. Shane Baz is out. If he can do what he's done so far, that can kind of bridge the gap until those other elite arms come back. And if Tampa stays in the race and gets those two back, along with McClanahan, along with their great bullpen, the Rays are going to be right back where they are every single year. It It just feels like it doesn't matter what hardships the Rays are dealt. They just find a way to stay alive, and they find a way to produce more and more talent every year. It's a, they're an amazing organization.
0: Incredible organization. Incredible organization. Now I'm going to move on to the Red Sox, though. And, you know, the AL East, man, it really is kind of shaping up how we thought it would. Blue Jays and Yankees up top. Bray's just kind of right behind them. They're going to sneak into the playoffs, maybe sneak into the you know, the lead in this division. And then there's the Red Sox in fourth place. Definitely above the Baltimore Orioles, but definitely below the other three teams above them. The Red Sox right now sit at 7-9. 58 runs scored, 64 runs against. The lineup has not been strong. They're 20th in starter ERA. The bullpen, though, has been very strong. Seventh in bullpen ERA in the league. Cutter Crawford looked great last night from that Giolito arm action. But I'm going to get into my biggest surprise thus far. And that's Garrett Whitlock looking comfortable in a starter role. Last night, he made his first major league start against the Rays. Four innings pitched, seven Ks, one hit against. He's striking out 38% of batters this year, walking just 4%. He has a 0.66 ERA. And it looks like the Red Sox are building up him up to be a starter. And I think that's a great, great option for them. But I just don't know where what they're going to use in the back end of this bullpen now, right? Maybe it's Hansel Robles. Maybe it's Jake Deepman closing out games. Regardless, Garrett Whitlock looks like a really, really fine starter.
1: And it feels like something that the Yankees are going to regret for a long time, allowing Garrett Whitlock to head over to the division rival, arch rival, Red Sox. He's an outstanding pitcher. And to me, the most impressive thing is that he's pitched now in three different roles this season. In the first two weeks of the year, he's been used as a bulk reliever behind Rich Hill. He's been used as a closer. Yesterday he was used as a starter, and he's excelled in all three areas. Garrett Whitlock, that could be the X factor to the Red Sox season, adding him to the rotation, especially, again, like the Rays with Glass. Now The Red Sox are waiting for Chris Sale to return from injury. Whitlock can give them some great innings until Sale is back in the summer. The Red Sox can keep themselves alive as well.
0: Absolutely, man. I'm going to get into the biggest appointment for the Red Sox this season, and that's the lack of late game heroics. One last year, that was all we talked about with the Red Sox. They were coming back from games on command, and that's really what allowed them to to sweep into the playoffs and then go deep in the playoffs all the way to the ALCS. There hasn't been that this year. This year, they've blown three saves, which is tied for the lead league the Sox offense ranks 24th in win probability added so they're just not getting hits when they need them they're 23rd in wrc plus as a team the lineup just hasn't come together yet i'm sure it will but trevor story's not hitting even rafael devers isn't hitting to the level that you know he should be a 116 wrc plus is fine but that's not the 140 to 150 WRC plus season that we expected to, him to have and possibly be shooting for an MVP caliber season. So it's really just been disappointed to watch this Red Sox lineup just kind of falter once they get behind in games.
1: It's a little bit concerning. I completely agree with you that they will get going. The question is when, and they've got a really tough schedule right now. So if they're not careful, they could dig themselves a deep hole if they don't get going offensively in rather short order. One of the things I noticed when I was looking up the Yankees' struggles hitting with runners in scoring position was that the Red Sox are down there in that same territory with them around 25th in the league in WRC Plus with runners in scoring position. So that just adds to what you're saying, that the Red Sox are not coming through in the big moments, which is something they've always had a knack for when they've had a special kind of season. 2013, 2018, last year. When you think of those Red Sox teams, you think of clutch. So far, they have not been that.
0: They definitely have not been. Jake, I want to finish us up here with the Baltimore Orioles, who sit at 6-9. and They have 38 runs scored right now. Not the offensive juggernaut, definitely not. 50 runs against, that's a minus 12 differential. But I actually like what I've seen from the Orioles, and I want you to touch on your biggest surprise thus far for the Orioles.
1: I think the Orioles are moving in the right direction. Everyone knows how great their farm system is, arguably the best in all of baseball. So they've got a bright future, and they have some promising signs so far here in the first two weeks of the year, namely their pitching. They were dead last in Team ERA in 2018, 2019, and last year. Entering today, they've got the sixth-best Team ERA in all of baseball. That's the obvious choice uh, for the biggest positive for Baltimore it really, their bullpen has been outstanding right now. They've got the best F4 of all relief units in the, in the sport. So the Orioles bullpen ability to develop some pitching, then you're going to eventually add top prospect, Grayson Rodriguez to the mix. They've got a good thing going with their pitching staff and they're not as far away maybe as they seem.
0: Yeah. It, it doesn't seem like it right. Jorge Lopez. Dylan Tate, Mike Bauman, all these guys have looked incredible out of that pen this year, and I think the move and what we've seen, right, they traded two relievers to Miami, I think they're going to do the same thing, they're just building these guys up, and then they trade these these high leverage relievers for prospects, and they just keep building that farm system for two, three years down the line. I... I'm going to finish here on a disappointment for the Orioles, but I don't know if I necessarily have one. I mean, the biggest disappointment, obviously, is their offense. Only 38 runs scored this season. They just haven't been able to get it going at the plate. But Trey Mancini, Ryan Mountcastle, Cedric Mullins, they've been struggling, but I think they've just been getting unlucky, man. All their, their ex woba looks great. Hard hit rates look great. Approaches still look good. It just seems like they're just going to need some balls to fall here in in you know the next few weeks maybe the Orioles aren't, you know, a bottom three team this year. I really could see the Orioles finishing maybe fifth last in baseball. And that's obviously not the most exciting thing ever, but they have a little bit of excitement once Adley Rutschman comes up as well. So, you know, they're definitely not going to win this division. They're definitely not going to make the playoffs, but they're not going to give you the worst season in all of baseball.
1: And it's tough playing in the American League East. If you're the Orioles, you're chasing four playoff caliber teams. They were in a lesser division. Maybe they could win 70-ish games. Who knows? But, yeah, those three big bats that you expect so much from, they've struggled so far. But so many Northeast teams have struggled offensively. It's only been two weeks. The weather's been rough in some of these cities. I think things will get better for the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Orioles. I think it'll get better for all of them offensively. It's not time to panic just yet. Cedric Mullins was so good last year. Let's give them a few weeks to get settled.
0: Absolutely, Jake. Absolutely. Such a fun division. I'm glad we get to talk about it. Jake, thank you for joining me today on State of the Division AL East. Such a fun episode. Such a fun division. We will catch
1: you guys next week. Enjoy your week. That's it. Thank you.